0: Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show On Demand from 1077 RKR. News Rock Station 1077 RKR, Rocker Morning Show with Meatball.
1: And Mark Frankhouse.
0: Live for the Climax Solar Studios. How are you, Mark?
1: I am doing good, brother. I am uh, coming up to one of the last workday for yeah, me man. for a couple of weeks.
0: About to head up to the UP and go on that Yeti hunt, man. You, get, you got enough things. to stay warm? Because it's supposed to be kind of wintry up there. Yeah,
1: I, I, I've packed the clothes. I'm going to be fine. If you don't know what we're talking about... Uh Meatball and I are doing a Yeti hunt right now, actually. This a little bit after eight o'clock, we're gonna tell you what article, which is already published, by the way. So if you go to the Rocker app,
0: Intent, you, can, wink, you, can, wink.
1: you can find that Yeti hunt button, get signed up to win that seven hundred dollar prize package. But I'm actually going on a Yeti hunt next week. <laughs> and I'm gonna be checking in with Meatball throughout the week so it's it's going to be really funny. If you but, see
0: Yukon Cornelius tell him hi for me yeah. and I'm a massive fan like I am I, I model my look after him to an extent. I can't quite grow the mustache like him. I'm
1: going to I'm going to try to make it up to that Paul Bunyan statue up there. Oh,
0: that'll be really cool.
1: And it's like on the route so yeah, I'm definitely
0: That'll be super cool. Yeah. Are you, uh, I know like Christmas is a week from this weekend. Like, yeah. We're like a week and a half basically away it's from the Christmas. It's next Sunday,
1: a week from this Sunday. Yeah.
0: I know you're, you're going up basically into a winter wonderland
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the
0: UP. Yeah. Are you having trouble getting into like the Christmas spirit like I am this year? No. Really? No, I,
1: I've, I've actually, well, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I just right. want some more snow. Yeah. This rain crap stinks.
0: Oh, see, this is normal for me. Like, normally Christmases are brown for me. I know. <laughs> brown and yellow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did you eat? <laughs>
0: oh, that's just what the outside of Kansas looks like in the winter. Everything dies. <laughs> oh, Kansas,
1: Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, No, yeah. no,
0: no, no, no. No. <laughs> no, I'm not spending Christmas in the bathroom or something like that. What are you talking about?
1: God. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> No, I just want some snow, man. It, like, it's... Yeah. You you listen to... I like listening to Christmas music around this time, but I'm just like, man, what the trash. Like, yeah. I just, I just I, want some snow out I've here. I've
0: kind of gone through the motions and like, I don't know, it's one of those things where like, you know, you see a good movie on like Netflix, you're scrolling past it and you're like, yeah. oh, that movie looks great, but I'm not really in the mood for that. Like, I'm just not, I'm not quite in the mood for Christmas yet. Like, I'm trying, well, you know? I- but I, it just—it's not—it's all—it's not for not. Like I tried watching uh, Elf the other day, and I was just like, man, I'm just not in the right place for this yet. I don't yeah. know.
1: Maybe it's the snowman, not uh, the snowman. I was gonna say snow. I watched Frosty
0: too. That didn't make a difference. Yeah, um, I
1: think it's the snow. You gotta have it. Well, that na- uh, great
0: Michigan has spoiled me now. If there's not snow on the ground, I can't feel Christmassy. I mean,
1: Thanks, Michigan. <laughs> the state of mind. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, I got to find something. I what What is the trigger for you to, like, get into the Christmas mood? Is it is it the music? Is it the Christmas lights? Like, what is that trigger for you?
1: I think for me, it's when I start seeing Christmas lights. And it pretty much, like, when Thanksgiving's over, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's do this. But, you know, when it was, like, during the pandemic, it was, like, right after Halloween, Christmas was up. Oh, yeah. Because... I just needed something. I needed color. And that's the thing. Lights are huge Mm -hmm. because, and I say snow because if there's snow on the ground, I don't mind the grayness of everything. Yeah. I like, I like the snow. It adds to the holiday vibe, but everything is so gray. In the wintertime here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just can't stand that gray, lifeless color.
0: So when I see. You don't like the Tim Burton aesthetic?
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> Not when it's surrounded by mud and rain, you know? Fair so, like, I think it's the snow, but most importantly, it's the lights. Cause when there's color to yeah. everything, that's when I'm like, all right, sweet. You know, holiday you, mode.
0: Yeah. You said something interesting a little bit ago, though. It was like right after Halloween, you put your Christmas stuff up during the pandemic. Uh, during the pandemic, I got stuck at home in the middle of it for like, I couldn't go to work. Ugh. We had to work from the house and everything. And at the time, I was living in a studio apartment in downtown Wichita, Kansas. And yeah. I was just like, I have, I can't go anywhere. I'm living in a downtown area in a, 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 a an apartment with no rooms. Like it's, it's the only, it's basically a jail cell at that yeah. point that I can look out and see the world, but I can't do anything in it. So I went ahead and put my Christmas stuff up in July. And just left it up ah. <laughs> through Christmas. So I'm wondering if maybe I overdid it in 2020 <laughs> and now and maybe, I'm paying for it now. Yeah. <laughs> just depleted your resources. <laughs> 1077 RKR, Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul.
1: And Mark Frank. <laughs>
0: Live from the Climax Solar Studios. Remember I told you I wasn't in the Christmas spirit area? <laughs> That's changed. That's oh my
1: God, not, the youpers.
0: Not not because that song oh. was about you know jingle bells, but it reminded me of my old pickup when I was in high school, and now it made me feel nostalgic oh. and like a kid, and that just put me in the Christmas spirit. That's, God, that is that's, hilarious. That's, that's fantastic. All right, uh, let's talk. <laughs> Hard transition. Yeah, payphones. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So okay, you want to talk about nostalgic and going back in time? Um, Mackinac Island has. Something that I'm pretty sure, at least this current generation, if not one more generation before that too, has never seen in their entire life.
1: Well, there's, you know, there's actually a lot of payphones still in service in Michigan, but well, they're really, they're really in the in the northern part of Michigan and in the Upper Peninsula. Okay, I didn't know this. I thought there was maybe a couple working, like like a, like you could count on one hand. But yeah. apparently. No, this is like – there's like quite a few according to some people who live up north. But Mm. Mackinac Island actually has a working payphone as well, (laughs) and it's a Michigan Bell payphone. They haven't even updated it. So Michigan Bell was an old company, Yeah. and they – it's now Michigan AT&T. So – and if you go to this article, there's a little extra incentive in there, wink, wink. But anyway, we were looking at this, and apparently – People will take photos of this payphone and like post them online and be like, yeah. hey, I'm using a payphone. And it actually works. Uh, somebody commented that they worked for Mackinac Island State Park at British Landing, where the phone is, for uh-huh. two years. They said the number of false 911 calls that are made from this phone because people don't think it works is crazy.
2: Wow. They said every
1: time one was made, I would get a call and have to go look around to see if there was an emergency because people would hang up immediately when the 911 call was answered. Wow. So yeah, if you're on a payphone, do not call nine one one. How
0: would you respond to a nine one one call on Mackinac Island? Be like, the horses are on the way.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to <laughs>
0: instead of a siren, airdrop them. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I'm sure they have like sirens and electricity, obviously on Mackinac Island. But yeah. like I just envision in my head, be like, we'll be there right away. The horses are on their way, and it's just an officer on the back of a horse going,
2: woo, woo. woo. <laughs>
0: No, this is cool. This is this is kind of a neat little piece of history. Um, I have I have several little cousins that are Gen Zers, uh, and and whatever Gen Alpha is that the newest generation out there, the young Maybe. youngins or whatever. Yeah. Um. The Chitlins. They don't know what a payphone is. Like I I tried to tell them to watch The Wire, uh, on HBO. Oh, gotcha. And they were like, "What are they doing?" I was like, "Those are those are payphones and pagers." The, right. Those are what. Like it's connected by a wire. I was like, "Yeah, that's how phones used to be connected." <laughs> you Used to have to like punch physical buttons for the phone, man. Well, and
1: you can see this on the Rocker app too, because we kind of take a look in this photo gallery of payphones and how many left in the, in the state, but payphones throughout the uh, throughout the years and throughout the decades. Yeah. How much they've changed, and they were they were really on almost every street corner. Yeah. And now you you know you can barely find them. I wonder
0: if uh I I didn't know there were that many payphones in, in the upper part of the state. I wonder if like the west side crews from Baltimore from the wire work up there now. Like that's their I'm, that's their haven.
1: I'm gonna try to find one and call the station while I'm <laughs> Oh, up that'd there be great. For that'd the be Yeti phenomenal.
0: Hunt. Oh, that'd be so great.
1: All right, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna see if I can locate one and uh yeah, if we will, we'll update you. But check this out on the Rock app. This is pretty sweet. Looking at uh, how payphones used to look. Some of these are nice.
0: Just make sure you bring some change with you. Yeah. Because, you know, you actually have to pay to use those. <laughs> Unless you're dialing 911, apparently. It's time to turn up your dials and
1: tune out the traffic because we're playing The
2: day high
1: On the Rocker Morning Show. Testing the mental magnitude of your favorite morning monkeys on the radio. And now, your hosts for The Daily Five, Meatball and Mark
0: Frank House. It is The Daily Five where Mark can ask each other questions. The other one answers. Today, I'm asking the questions. Mark is answering. And Mark, you got some help on the line from Kevin today. How are you, brother? Good,
1: man. Awesome, Kevin. All right, man. Me and you, we're teaming up today. We need to get three out of the five questions correct for me to get the point and the win for the week. And I think we can do it, man. You ready?
0: Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Let's go. Question number one. This is history. Denim jeans were invented in the early 1900s or became popular in the early 1900s, primarily for mining crews. What was the smaller pockets on jeans originally designed for? Was it for pocket watches, keys, or smaller drill bits and tools?
3: Man, I'm leaning toward pocket
0: watches.
1: Yeah, but... I, th- I think you're right on that. Um, pocket watches, keys. I don't think it was keys. You take your keys down there, you're screwed. Um, <laughs> Say That's what the watches. smaller
0: pocket was for to make sure it didn't fall out of your pocket. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you, Kevin.
1: I think pocket watches.
0: Final answer. Yep, it is pocket watches. Yes, Kevin. Yep, sign of the times. Yep, I should have I should have dug a little deeper on that one. All right, question
1: oh, oh. number two. Ah. <laughs> nice job,
0: question number two. This one is geology. We're digging a little more here on this one. Oh, God. the famed the the famed <laughs> Comstock load in Nevada. <laughs> Was full of what precious metals? This was during oh. a giant okay. mining boom in Nevada. Was I didn't f- know that one. Yep. Was it full of gold, silver, or platinum?
1: Silver. Silver.
0: Silver in Nevada? Yeah. That is
1: correct. Yes! Yeah, Kevin, feeling every page.
0: I almost put plutonium on there, but I didn't. Plutonium. F- yeah, I, I don't know. I, you <laughs> know they drop bombs out there, don't they? Is that <laughs> true? True. They going to throw
1: us off a
2: little
1: bit, man. We're flying again, Kev.
0: All right, question number three. This you get this one right, that's it. It's, it's over. over. This one is music. Oh. What 1987 song holds the record for most MTV Video Music Awards with nine? Oh. Is it Whitney Houston's "I Want to Dance with Somebody," "You Too," "With or Without You," Peter Gabriel "Sledgehammer"? Oh man! All three songs it's from Gabriel 1987, and,
1: and they they were all released all, in 1987. All
0: three released in 1987, correct? Well, well it could be "You Too" then.
1: I think "You 2 is the right answer.
0: With or without what? you?
1: With or without you?
0: I don't know. That Whitney Houston That's song the- was a banger.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't want to dance with somebody. I don't want to feel the heat of somebody. No. I just want to get this win. Wait, is that Whitney Houston? Yeah, Whitney. I, okay. Whitney Houston, yeah. So let's go U2 on this one, and let's go for the big old W.
0: Well, you did not get the big old W ah, Not way. yet. It was wow. actually Peter Gabriel's sledgehammer. Oh,
1: wow. Nine oh, wow. VMAs. Jeez. That's crazy. That is pretty nuts. That's,
0: it seems really out, out there. That was right. All right, I love me some Greek mythology, so we're doing mythology again here. Okay. What god holds the same name in both Greek and Roman mythology? Is it Zeus, Apollo, or Hades? And for reference, these are the Greek names. Yeah. So you're looking to the Roman having the same one. Is it Zeus, Apollo, or Hades? I feel like it's Hades. All right, yep. Going with Hades? Better Apollo. Let's go with Hades.
1: Are you feeling Apollo, though? <laughs> I know about as much about Greek mythology as I do. All
0: right. That's, what's this, that's really what this good. show is for, is to learn. Yep. <laughs> stick, We're learning. Let's stick with Hades. Sticking with Hades? Yep. yep. All right, let's go through the first one here. Zeus is Greek. But is Jupiter in Roman. Okay. Okay. Hades oh, in Greek. Dang it. Pluto in Roman. Dang it. Apollo is the same across both mythical ideologies. I wanted to ideologies. change
1: that answer so bad. <laughs> you said Apollo and I was like, he's right, but we're going to stick with Hades and we're going to be wrong.
0: Yep. <laughs> That's all right. You still got one more to go here. All right. Let's wrap it up right now, Kev. Okay? Now, this one is strange American history. Okay. Which American, which American president's dog was assassinated? Was it A, Teddy Roosevelt, B, Abraham Lincoln, C, John F. Kennedy?
3: Oh, man. Come on.
0: <laughs> almost said a key word in this. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt. Ro- yeah, Teddy Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln, or John F. Kennedy, which president's dog was assassinated? <laughs> you, I, I wish everyone could see the stare on Mark's face right now. It's got to be pretty close to the same as mine. So. It's it's very intense. I think he's trying to he's trying to find the depths of Google with his mind by just staring at the screen. <laughs> Not touching Look. the keyboard, just like looking through the screen into Google.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, chew. <laughs> would be you know what?
0: Terrible if it was Kennedy.
1: Here's here's my thing. Okay. Here's my thing. All right. You said you almost said a key word. Uh huh. I think that keyword was also. I think you almost said was also oh. assassinated. Uh-huh. So now I'm getting rid of Teddy. Okay. I'm going to say John F. Kennedy. I'm what going do you with think, it, Kevin.
0: You go yeah. John F. Kennedy? It'd be terribly ironic, but man. Well, it is terribly ironic, but it was Abraham Lincoln.
1: Oh no. <laughs> so, Meatball for for a consolation prize, uh-huh. was the word you almost said also? It was almost oh. also <laughs> I wrote it
0: down oh. and I saw that and I was like, that's gonna be a dead giveaway. I'm not doing that.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> so here's the
0: deal Abraham Lincoln's dog, which was named Fido. And by the way, that is the, his dog is the reason there are so many Fido's. Like, that's why Fido is such a well-known dog. Man. Yeah. Um, after Kennedy was, or after after Lincoln was killed, his dog, Fido, appeared at his funeral and then family took him in. Huh. While in the city the next year, Fido jumped up on a drunk man sitting on the curb, got his muddy paws on him, and then the drunk man on the curb stabbed the dog. Good Lord. That's just I know, right? Who stabs dogs?
2: That's just,
0: yeah, that's cold. Awful people. Well... Ah, uh, you didn't get the point today, Mark. That's okay. We're all tied up. It means tomorrow's more interesting. Yeah. But uh, Kevin, man, congratulations! Right, you have got that twenty dollars gift certificate to Rocket Comics, man. <laughs> Getting most of them wrong, absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful.
1: Hey, thanks for the help today, bro. Just
0: the way I like life. <laughs> That's a great way to live, man. Get it all wrong and still win. <laughs> You know, I mean, how can you go wrong? Right, right. Well, hey, man, thanks a lot for playing along with us today. It's been fun. All right, guys. Thanks, man. Calvin's News Rock Station, 1077 RKR, Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And I'm Mark Frankhouse. Live from the Climax Solar Studios. Cool training happening in Portage now. And I I just saw this this morning and wrote about it. Um, They got a new toy. But it, but it's not it's not really a toy, I guess. Okay. Uh VR product called Apex Officer. Oh, okay. It's a new training device that uh, officers uh, for public safety and portage are going to be using. VR training primarily for de-escalation
3: gotcha. uh, scenarios,
0: which is something I think you know. I think we can all agree all departments. Yeah. Um, have really been asked to look into more of this kind of stuff because you know less tense situations with officers and people either dealing with you know mental illness or. Maybe they're on drugs or alcohol or just having a really bad day. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think this would help with this. Because, I mean, the last thing you need when you're having a really terrible day and your brain's not functioning straight, you know, is is an officer yelling things at you and pointing a gun at you.
1: Well, <laughs> so, and just being in a stressful situation doesn't yeah. make things worse.
0: So I this is this is great. Um, I, we've got this up on The Rocker for you guys to check out and kind of see what they're talking about. Um, and they don't have a video for... Uh, Portage using this yet, but there is a video attached to this of uh, Cincinnati getting this training. Uh, kind of walking through it so you can kind of see what it looks like. The uh, The graphics on the VR headset, not exactly up to, you know, modern PlayStation uh, levels, <laughs> I would say. It's more like the original Tomb Raider.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> uh oh. <coughs> Does it...
0: <clears throat> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> and No. It's not that detailed.
1: Like, the, I was gonna say, like, it's not modeled after Tomb no, Raider. Right? No, no, no,
0: because officers aren't like swinging from vines and caves and rescuing treasure. And yeah,
1: I could see the cop, the cop training, and he, he'd be like, "Why do I have pointy boobs?" <laughs> <laughs> For reasons. Just, just get back to training. <laughs> Oh man. Um but it's it is interesting
0: to see. It's you know, it's a backpack the, the powered, you know, backpack with all the data on it. You put the headset on so you can see everything. But the the cool thing is is this allows them to dial up any number of like unique scenarios and that's kind of the biggest problem with with training for this is that you know, if you're doing it in real life with with people and actors and stuff like they have a script to yeah. stick to. With this you can kind of change the parameters as it's happening like somebody else can be monitoring it and changing it while it's
1: happening so kind of like altering the scenario yes okay absolutely
0: so it makes it a little more unpredictable like what would be in real life
1: probably smart yeah Yeah.
0: so it allows you know officers to to notice certain things a little easier find little traits here and there you can actually have a conversation with the avatars in this in the scenario so you know, this is this is really good training, though. The only concern I might have for this, because um, it, it mentions this in the article and some of the conversation that they have, is that one of the officers training on this said it allows us to be able to pause the scenario if it gets too out of control, and we can, you know, use these as teachable moments. So now, in my head, all I can picture is a real life scenario: an officer getting into it, and maybe they're just too deep into it, and he goes, "Wait, wait, wait, pause." Can we
1: pause this right now? Pause. That might actually work in real life. (laughs) That might just throw the person off completely and be like, wait a minute. They're just too confused and they give up.
3: (laughs) It worked. Hey, Scrooge, could the Rocker Morning Show get an extra lump of coal for the furnace? How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly... Scratch that idea. Merry Christmas from Meatball and Mark la,
0: la, 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 la. on 107.7 RKR. The Rock Station, 107.7 RKR, Rocker Morning Show with Meatball.
1: And Mark Frankhouse.
0: Live for the Climax Solar Studios after 8 o'clock, which means we're going to tell you now where you need to go for a Yeti hunt. There's been a Yeti sighting on the Rocker app. Where is it, Mark? There
1: has been a Yeti sighting on the Rocker app and at WRKR.com. It is... On the article that was written this morning about the payphone on Mackinac Island, if you go to that article, you will find the Yeti on there. Click that Yeti Hunt daily entry button, and that will take you to your daily entry to get signed up to win the $700 prize package, all powered by our friends at Plainwell Ace Hardware. Meatball, this thing is insane. Yeah, A $100 Ace Hardware gift card. A Yeti forty-five cooler—that's three hundred and fifty bucks. Nice. Uh, four Yeti tumblers and bottles—that's like a two hundred-dollar value right there. And there's—it's jammed with a whole bunch of other sweet stuff. The full list you can find on that Yeti Hunt Daily Entry button. I like it, dude. It's beautiful. Like this, th- I was like, a uh, blown away when our buddy Steve mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Playmore Ace Hardware was like, "Here, throw this in there. Throw this in there." It was just like, dude, like we added it up and it's like over a little over $700 worth of stuff.
0: It's phenomenal stuff. It's it's going to be great if you want to go on your own Yeti hunt uh, or if you just want to stay at home and do normal stuff. Right.
1: Maybe <laughs> wise. But yeah. Yeah. Like I said, if you go to the payphone on Mackinac Island article at com or the 1077 RKR app, you will find that Yeti Hunt daily entry button. Click it now. Get your daily entry because someone someone in southwest Michigan is going to win this. This isn't a national thing or no. Somebody here locally is going to win this prize package. Thanks to our friends at Plainwell Ace Hardware.
0: You were mentioning earlier there's a Yeti on and then you said Mackinac Island. And then my brain just stopped. And now a all Yeti
1: on Mackinac Island. Now
0: all I can imagine because it's it's an island and relatively small is just one Yeti like hiding behind a tree and be like, can't see me. i don't exist you can't you can't see me
1: my ye ye old yeti
0: my brain does weird really dumb weird things this
1: kalamazoo's rock station 1077 rkr the rocker morning show with meatball and mark Frankhouse joining us today a man who needs no introduction he is the lead singer of acdc welcome to the rocker morning show brian johnson how are you my friend
3: lies am I talking to Mark or meatball you got it man <laughs> thank
0: you for joining us today man tomorrow Pleasure, lads. It's a pleasure. Well, hey, uh, before we get to your book, cause we really, we're excited about this, um, and we really want to talk about it. I, I saw something recently, uh, an interview you did about, uh, meeting Paul McCartney for the first time. And I have to say, it was kind yeah. of endearing to see that even the biggest rock stars of our generation still kind of get tongue tied when they meet their own idols. So, uh, can you tell me a little bit about that, uh, encounter with Paul?
3: Yes, sure. It was, it was Ringo's Birthday party. Okay. uh, Out in uh, in England, in the countryside, Uh you know, and all that. And there was a big old party and a big old buffet there, you know. Yeah. uh, Vegetarian, of course. (laughs) And uh, and I was sitting trying to figure out what was (laughs) what. And he tapped us on the shoulder and he said he said "Uh, hello, Geordie, because you know that's what they call us. (laughs) Right, right. Where from? And I turned round. And it was the hymn it was Paul <laughs> McCartney it, it, this this guy thing that could sing anything and yeah. and I I just went, uh, and, you know and I just became tongue tied you, you know honestly <laughs> it was sounded like I was breaking teeth in for a friend. <laughs> it's <just> really awful. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's just one of them things, you know, that, yeah. you know, a lot of people say don't meet your heroes. In right. some cases, it's true. Like with Chuck Berry, he yeah. wasn't a nice man at all. <laughs> you know, he was a, you know, we, we toured with him in Germany, yeah. which is, it's in the book, you know, and all that. And we were so excited the Chuck Berry and, Andrew, and he, he, he was a bit of a bugger that man he was <laughs> wow he was, wow he wasn't an, he wasn't a pleasant man. Oh, man i remember i used all of our equipment you know during the four gigs we did with him yeah. he Used all of our equipment our ps system our back line you know and at the end of it all i went up and i said hello mr berry my name's brian and i sing with the opening band and you know you've been using all of our equipment i wondered. If, if 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 I could get an autograph, please. Yeah. And he said, "I do one autograph a day, and I've already done it." Oh no! What a what a trash. trash. <laughs> I, I, I said, "You rotten!" Well, I wasn't. <laughs> 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 I, oh my gosh! I said, "Oh, what a swine!" Uh, but I've met other people as well who said, "No, you don't want to. You, you don't want to even try to." talked about that <laughs> yeah oh my gosh <laughs> it's it, somewhere else it right. <laughs> right right
1: if you just joined us we are talking to the one and only lead singer of AC/DC, brian johnson about his new book the lives of brian You did write in your new book, and it's available on Amazon and and wherever books are sold, while dealing with the recent uh, hearing loss incident. It kind of starts with you coming into the band, replacing Bon Scott, but really how you came in and grabbed the wheel and proved that you could not only fill those shoes, but really solidify your own era with the band. Is that the mentality you had going into the audition was, I'm going to make this mine?
3: Well, it was... I went in, uh, in in my head, I wasn't going to get this job, okay? (laughs) Uh, I I was in a good little band up in Newcastle. I had come down to Newcastle uh, to London to record uh, an advert for Hoover, Uh honestly. And I said, well, when I'm down there, I might as well go in, but I know I'm going to waste their time and my time. And, And I knew that they knew my name because Bon Scott had mentioned it because oh. me and Bon Scott played together in 1973 okay. when he his band supported my band in England in Torquay and we got on like a house on fire me uh-huh. and Bon. I think we got drunk together which wasn't anything new <laughs> and, uh, and so they'd heard my name from him and, and that's so I went in there honestly I just thought well if I can sing a couple of songs with them, just think of the bragging rights I'll have when I go back to Newcastle <laughs> right and tell the yeah. boys in the band yeah. I sang two songs with you. They say it was brilliant. Honestly, that's the way I went in. I didn't even think about it, and. As I say, when I did walk in there, you know, lads, it was—it it wasn't the happiest place on the planet. Yeah. You know, all the older boys were sitting True. in their seats in front of the amplifiers. You know, they were just a little down. You know, they'd been auditioning probably f- for the whole week, and uh, I suddenly realised. Why you know it wasn't the happiest place sure. because every time the door opened, it wasn't Bon Scott that was coming through, it was somebody else a right. stranger and i you know and I got it, and so I just try to make light of it all, you know good old. Uh, Malcolm ran over to me and said, There you go, Brian. This is what you drink, isn't it? <laughs> and it was Newcastle Brown Ale, which is where I come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, Mate, I could kill this. And I, yeah, I drank it. I was, he said, Well, what do you want to do? And I said, How about Nutbush City Limits by Tina Turner? <laughs> now that got everybody's attention. Oh, uh, okay, <laughs> all right. And, and and yeah, and Mal said, uh, oh, hang on, I think I know that. And he started playing it. The boys picked it up. And I said, ready? And we nodded. And and I went. Oh, that's great. And I'm not a good believer in voodoo and all this kind of stuff. But there was definitely sparks flying around. Sure,
2: sure.
3: I'd never heard a band play like this before. They were right on the money. It was tight it was just fantastic then we did uh he said Do you know one of our songs and i said yeah a whole lot of rosie how about that yeah so we launched into that and it was fantastic and of course we finished and i said well thanks very much lads i said i better get going now i've got a six hour drive back to newcastle right and i said but it's been fabulous and i was walking away and i went whoa where are you going i said i've got to get back to work <laughs> <laughs> you know i've got a gig tomorrow night and that's the whole where it was And then the manager came and i said can you come back yeah. i said sure i will but you know not to after the weekend so that was how it was i just didn't think i stood a chance yeah. you know because of all the other singers that I'd heard from the roadies that had been in there, I said, "Oh, you know, and I'd been under the radar for yeah. oh, 10 years. Sure, you know?
2: sure. Yeah.
3: Well, at least eight years. So it was it was wonderful for me just to have a sing with them because I'd mm-hmm. seen them on the TV and I thought they were just brilliant. You know? Right,
2: right.
1: Beautiful. Right, the right. book is The Lives of Brian, available now on Amazon, all bookstores. Dude, thank you so much for introducing me to hard rock and for literally everything you've contributed to oh, in, in rock and good. roll.
3: Thanks, me son. And whatever you play next, would you dedicate it to my friend Dan McCafferty from Nazareth?
0: One hundred percent. Absolutely, man. In fact, Calvary's Rock Station 1077 RKR, Rocker Morning Show Meatball. And Mark
1: Frankhouse. Live
0: for the Climax Solar Studios. Again, if you want to hear that full Brian Johnson interview, you're going to have that up on the Rocker Morning Show podcast on the Rocker app. Great interview with him. Uh, a lot That's- more a lot more on the podcast version than we even got uh, on air. Yeah. Brian Johnson's <laughs> talkative. That dude can talk.
1: I was not upset about that by no. any means.
0: <laughs> Great spending time with him again. Check that full interview out. It's up on the Rocker Morning Show podcast on the Rocker app. So we uh, we talked a lot about you know Detroit being the Motor City, um, vehicles, cars in general, really associated with Michigan. Yeah, it would seem natural that roadways also would be associated with Michigan mm-hmm. and. There's an article up on the Roger app right now about one of the first, in fact, the first main road that was paved across the state of Michigan.
1: Yeah, this is pretty sweet. I, th- I like the name of it, too. Yeah.
0: Uh, the Wolverine Paved Way.
1: Yeah. The Trans State Road in Michigan to Connect Large Cities. That was the headline mm-hmm. from a New York Times article in 1916. There's actually a photo up here. It's pretty wild, man. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, let's see the the description that they gave. This is from uh, the Claire Sentinel, actually. Yeah. Uh, from the state of Michigan, 1916, May 25th. Let me do <clears throat> my best to get you in the mood for 1916. Here we go. The Wolverine Pavedway is the name given to the highway plan for Detroit through Lansing and Grand Rapids to Lake Michigan. It is proposed to build. <laughs> it is proposed to build this road of concrete and already it seems an assured fact. Another mammoth project from which an association has been organized in the building of a concrete or brick highway from Chicago to Detroit.
1: <laughs> Looks like meatballs taken to the old 1916 reporting fairly well.
0: Just call me a scallywag and throw a wig on me. I, they say weird things back in the day. I, don't I know. know. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is very cool. We've we've done stories about the, the wooden roads that led like from Kalamazoo to Grand Rapids. Yeah. Um, you actually wrote about that. Um, who was it that, that called them the worst thing he'd ever, Mark Twain. Mark Twain called them the, the most horrid thing he'd ever experienced yeah. or
1: something. He was pretty much the first person that said fix the damn roads. <laughs> Pretty much. He's he's the innovator. I wonder,
0: he, <laughs> he must not have driven on this road then. Because this, got... this seems like it was pretty nice.
1: <laughs> he must have got lost.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mark Twain, you done took the wrong roads in Michigan. Kalamazoo's Rock Station, 1077 RKR. and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Fredhouse Live for the Climax Solar Studios. Interesting Zillow listing popping up on the Rocker app right now.
1: What's that? It's at the North Pole. What?
0: It is in the North Pole. Who's? You know who lives at the North Pole? Yeah. What's he retiring or what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 curious myself, but nonetheless, there's a home for sale, with multiple little homes, tiny homes, will, albeit for sale. I thought that 25 was- twenty Ill- five acre property for sale at the North Pole.
1: I thought that was illegal. Oh no, that's Antarctica. That's Antarctica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. Okay.
0: North Pole's totally game. Um, but yeah, this listing uh, on Zillow. Came up for the North Pole. It is a winter lover's paradise, 25 idyllic acres. This is for people who love even colder environments. Freezing to death? Yeah, yeah, you know, and polar bears and whatever else comes across there. Narwhals, I think they live up (laughs) there, according to Elf. This is not, I'm not kidding. Like, this is an actual building. There's photos and everything.
1: That is insane.
0: The description here is uh, the property includes Santa's main living quarters, a community of tiny elf homes, uh, which those tiny homes are adorable. Uh, State-of-the-art toy-making facility, garage with space for an all-weather sleigh, because there's no driving up there. Stables for your mush dogs and reindeer, plus a bonus stall for, uh, you know, Red Nose Company. Yeah. Built in the 1800s. Uh, steep with old world charm. They, uh, they said it's been updated as, as recently as like a few years ago, like <laughs> 20, 2016. I think so. Oh it said. man. Um, a lot of history in this place. Apparently. You
1: are never going to catch me living in the North Pole. I, you know what though?
0: Like, if, if you were to just drop me off and me walk into this cabin and I just stay there,
1: I'm okay with that. Yeah. I hope they get pizza delivery up there. That was, going that was out. literally
0: my next question. Like, how do you do Uber delivery? Do you just, you know, I guess you just send the elves out for
1: that? Well, we were talking about Mackinac Island earlier. They actually have planes that will fly in during the winter, land on the ice and deliver pizza.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I mean,
1: but you'd have, I don't know where the closest pizza place would be, probably in Canada. Oof. Get that poutine. It'd be, <laughs> a, it'd be a poutine brick by the time it got to you. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I
1: I don't know. I'm like fifty
0: fifty on this. You could live in Santa's house, man. No thanks. I'm I'm cool with
1: having summer. What is, is Santa upgrading? Is
0: that is that what's happening?
1: Maybe. That guy's making bank.
0: Yeah, no joke. That dude that dude makes all the great toys. Gets all the great toys.
1: I got into the wrong career. <laughs> I could have been Santa.